And there was one time we were sitting around, and you know, you can tell kids when they need a break. And so I was sitting there, and they were getting antsy, and I was sitting there, and I just was looking at them. And I said, and I said, we're talking about choice. And I said, so do you guys, do you guys have a choice here? And they all said yes. And I said, okay, do you guys feel like you guys are stuck in this chair and you can't get up? And they all said yes. And I was like, well, that's not a choice. And I said, okay, so what, what choice could you guys make or what question could you guys ask that would give you guys more choice? And they just kind of looked around. And, we, and, I, and I started clearing some stuff for about the next five minutes, over and over again. And then finally one of the kids said, can I get a glass of water? Can I get some water? And I said, yes. Yeah. So the kid got up and went to get some water. Then I asked a question. I said, so how many of you guys think you're stuck to the chair? All the kids raised their head. And so another kid said, okay, can I get a glass of water? And I was like, yeah. And he went up. Then I said, how many of you guys think that you're stuck to your chair? And they all raised their head. <laughs> I was like, okay. I said, so what, what question you guys, can you guys ask that would change that? And then someone finally said, can we have a break? And I said, yes. And so the kids got up, and they all sprinted towards the door, and they got halfway, and they turned to look back to make sure it was okay for them to choose. Yeah. This, this is what we want to teach them, is how to choose. How do you just kind of give them those yeah. breakthroughs? Yeah, and then I'm going to teach them how to manipulate people this, this <laughs> and get whatever they want. So the, so, They're so going to be armed and dangerous. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to give them armed and dangerous status. How can, how can people... Um, how can people learn more? How can you guys get some money? How can you get funding? Well, you know, it's like we're, you know, we are on the Pusha Network and we've asked people to donate money to the Ricky Williams Foundation. We're, you know, it's like we're doing everything we can to do it. We also are paying for a videographer to come in and do a documentary about this event and about what we're doing, which we want to then take that, that documentary and use it as a way of helping promote the foundation. And we're doing this because, you know, it's like any company that has to force him to do something is not doing their, they're not gifting, they're demanding. And it's like, that's just not acceptable in my universe personally. So when they, you know, took his funding because he wouldn't do what they wanted, fuck them. I will find a way around this and I will find some way to get the money, whatever it takes. Was there ever any one bit of you, Ricky, that, um, ever thought like you know what maybe I will give this another go for another year so I can get this cash well what I what I did think is okay what if I told them I was going to come back and then came back and as soon as the money came I retired <laughs> they take the money away yeah, yeah. 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 there would be something away. in that contract yeah. yeah. I'm sure yeah. Yeah. yeah but I still I mean it, it seems to me like they're just they're searching I mean obviously they wanted to tie their their organization to the something as big as the NFL for yeah. business yeah. purposes, right. but you know even if you're not playing, like you said, you pitched it to the NFL PA. I mean, that's that's where I went with it. Is they they had a conclusion of what it had to look like, so they weren't they wouldn't allow it to look. To look. That's there where still could be integration go with the NFL. That's yeah. where you got to go into question. Okay, how can we make this work? Not okay. Well, that's not going to work. And so when people come to conclusion, nothing that doesn't match their conclusion and their judgment can even come into their awareness. So they can't see another possibility. And it's like, Ricky can do miracles. You know? Hey, I've amazing. seen him. True. Yeah, I've seen you've him. seen him. You've right. seen him I went to miracles. Texas during the time he played. And, really? <laughs> I'm a, and, and I'm an NFL reporter. I've seen the miracles. Yeah. Uh, but the, as, far as, as far as here and the, with the miracles you guys are trying to make with, you know, trying to make with these kids and the breakthroughs, like, you know, Rick is a 
yeah. done a really great job describing. Um, are they here now? Or is there a camp going on? Is they'll, be here. they'll be here tomorrow. 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 Yeah. And then so does it. It's like, I mean, it's I, wanted, like, I wasn't sure if they were operating on a different plane of existence. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Right. No, so it starts tomorrow and goes. It starts tomorrow and it goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It's already happening somewhere. Right? Yeah. Right. And it's like, and the funny part about it is, like, the videographer, she's, you know, she tried to interview the kids after they got comfortable with her putting cameras in their faces. And she said, one of the things that got her the most was that there was a little kid who, you know, his, he went home, his parents had a knock around, drag out, fight, his father left, his mother was like so upset she could hardly punch him. So he sat down and ran her bars, which is one of the things these kids have learned how to run bars. And it's like he ran her bars and she said, the next day everything was just fine. Yeah. You know, it's like all the trauma and drama went away and it's like, and life was easy again. And I mean, we've had, we had a lady in, in Australia who took this bar stuff and said, touching these 32 different points on the head, which relieve all the thoughts, feelings, emotions, fixed ideas you've had in any lifetime. It releases them. So and this like, is called the bars practice. It's called the bars practice. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and it's called, it's sort of like hitting delete file on your computer bank so that you have more memory available or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But it's like literally it changes people dynamic ways and makes life easier. So they went into the jail to do this in Australia. And the the convicts did bars and they reported they were sleeping through the night. The warden said there were less fights than there had ever been before and the entire history of the jail that there was more getting along and the people were going, you know what, I know I have a chance now. I might actually make it out of here and stay out of here now. And it's like and that was just from having their bars run you know, every week for about, you know, eight weeks. And it's like, literally, those kind of things can happen with some of these tools. And it's like, you know, that's the gift everybody deserves. That's not something that should just be for a few. So these kids, you know, it's like this little kid used it, and Nancy O'Connor, who's the videographer, and she's a famous artist here in Texas, by the way. And uh, she, you know, she, that doesn't do video stuff as much as she does, you know, installation art. And she said that she just was blown away by this little kid's story and how he saw it and how they saw how energy worked for them and how you can be aware of energy. I mean, we're all aware of energy. You know when you walk into a room and somebody's angry, you know they're angry, right? Mm -hmm. you, know, you, don't, you don't have to see their face or anything. You just know, okay, what's that? Because you can feel that energetic trauma that's being created from that one person that has that point of view. And that, you know, that can control all kinds of things. Well, these kids have awarenesses that they don't know. And most people who do drugs and alcohol do it because they don't know what to do with their awareness. And what we do is give them the tools to handle their awareness of how it works and how they don't have to use drugs to shut off awareness because it doesn't actually work anyway. But it's like they then stop doing drugs of their own volition. Well, that, that raises an actual question I was interested in asking is, um, well, I guess first, is this your, this is this your first going to be your first run in you know in a formal setting employing these methods specifically audience of children? Yep. Okay, so now I've, I've done children because it's like I always allow children to come to my classes for free. Period. Anyway, but it's like I've had children and they always send me notes. Can we please have a class for this for kids? These adults are way too slow, and they ask the same questions over and over again, and they don't get it. What's the matter with them? 
Well, so, so my <laughs> so question is, fun. speaking so speaking of choices yeah. with children, you know, a lot of times it's gonna it's the parents who decide, you know, what their kids can and can't go to, and things yeah. like this, you know, what they want their children involved with. So, my question is, is when you would speak to a parent about exposing their child to something like this, I guess, what would you pitch the parent? I know you were just mentioning potentially staying away from drugs and alcohol because they've learned. Well, it's like, you know, it's like I've had parents who have been able to handle their kids going through the drug and alcohol stage and going through the rebellious teenage stage and all that kind of stuff in ways that have been miracles, okay? They've gotten through stuff that other families don't get through. And it's like kids, you know, it's like kids are going to try drugs. They're all going to try it. They can't help it. I mean, you all did, didn't you? You know, it's like, yeah, we all did, okay? You know, you tried it, and it's like, did it really create the result you were looking for? You thought it would create one thing, but it didn't create that, so what'd you get? Problem with drugs is you become more reactive than active because all that stuff goes into the sensory cortex and it just stores in there and then you have a reaction to something without realizing it. And it's like you don't, you know, it's like you smell something or you hear a song or, you, you know, it's like, and these reactions occur in your life based on the fact that it bypassed your cognitive mind, went directly into the input phase and sticks in there and you don't have any way of getting to it. And as far as I can tell, I've never met anybody who's been able to show me a way to undo that until we started doing these access things in the bars and stuff. It's like I've gotten kids that have, you know, that have been messed up big time with drugs and within two, three months, gone. No longer necessary, no longer needing to do it, no longer wanting to destroy themselves. It's just a great, great gift to be able to have that as a possibility. You know, so it's like you want your kids to be successful. And it's like, as a parent, I have four kids. I want, I want my kids to be successful. I want them to be happy. I want them to have choice. I want them to realize that they can create a different life. And it's like, that would be the selling point from my point of view. And it's like, uh, Susie was just telling us that we have, we have kids all around the world who have, because we've given this class for $50 for all the kids around the world. They We're can get on for $50. They can live stream it from, their, live stream it from oh, their homes. Wow. To yeah. this thing, we're live streaming this. Yeah, this is starting to yeah. yeah. And they're doing it. It's like we have three kids in Poland that are going to be doing it, and they don't speak English, so their mother's going to have to sit there and translate for them. And they'll be in, you know, and they'll be sending in questions and stuff, so they'll be interacting with the kids in this class. So it's going to be a really interesting experience. And we, interesting. Got, we have this one girl who's like, she set up her own e email account so she could have her own access. She's got her room set up with the computer, and she's like, nobody else can come in during this class. My brother, you can't come in. She's like, she's set up. She's ready to go. She's like, I'm doing this thing. Whatever it is, she's going to be there for the whole four days hanging out. And it's like, it's that important to her to get to this place where she's got different choices available. Yeah. And that's the thing is, when people realize there's choice available, I mean, you, like you see these kids who like, who like Ricky was talking about, how many of you think you can't get out of your chair? You know, but then all of a sudden, man, they get it. And it's like the whole world explodes. It's like the missing element that, that the missing element in so much of what I think has affected a lot of us is not realizing we have choice. And they get it like that. And it's like, and, and they, get they can't quicker. stop them from choosing because they realize, oh, I thought this is my only choice. Now I got all these other choices available. What else is possible? 
Right. Zero dopamine has been interesting. so powerful getting oh, it yeah. in. It's at oh, a young yeah. age when you don't have all these filters in your mind. Yeah, yeah. well, we, we haven't been stuffed completely yeah. into the box. You know, it's like most of us, you know, like learn to fit ourselves into a, you know, into the box early on. You know, but for me, I was always the square peg in the round hole or the round peg in the square hole. I never really fit. And it's like, and I kept trying to pound myself into submission to make myself fit. And I couldn't. And I think for most of us who refuse to become less, that's where you function from. You just know that you don't fit like other people do. And you go, okay, you know what? Something's got to be different. I got to create a different choice, a different possibility. Okay, so, so that's what we want to do. And that's what we want to give these kids. And that's what. Hippie's Foundation was about, which is why I was willing to support it. I have, you know, opened this up to all the people in, in my, you know, in the 38 countries we're in, and we have people live streaming from Australia, New Zealand, uh, you know, Europe, all over the place, and I made them all pay full price, but it all goes to the Ricky Williams Foundation. It's fantastic. So the 32 countries you're in, how do you, how do you, do you have... We have facilitators. Facilities in all those. In we all have the facilitators. Yeah, okay. it's like it's an independent contractor kind of thing. All these people learn how to do this, and they go get to go take it out into the rest of the world for themselves in the way they want to do it. And so they, we've got people all over the world who are doing it. We got people in, you know, we got people coming from all kinds of places. You know, it's like we had a lady who wanted to take Ricky to meet Mr. Obama the other day, but the boy wouldn't go. Huh. Huh. Really? Yeah. Why you didn't want to go meet Obama? Well, I did. It's it's coming. She she gave me another another possibility. So. Okay. Good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it so was. Yeah. It's it, like, but it's like I also have. You know, it's like I've got people in my organization that are multimillionaires, and they want to do what they can to help Ricky as well. So they're all looking to how they can create, you know, fundraisers for him and do different things to make this work. Oh, well, I man, it's it, it's an amazing thing you guys have going. There, there, there are a couple, just a couple of salient details that I'd like to go back and make sure I completely okay. understand. Um, uh, there were three of them actually. One had to do with the body awareness that you were talking about. One had to do with the company that originally funded the 32 million, and then one had to do with the um, the. And this is the other one. Okay. All right, so. As far as the actual teaching that goes on here, do you do it? Do you do it, Dan? Do I'm going to be doing this class okay. because Ricky hasn't done this class. He did the first class and taught them all about the basics and sort of, you know, like set them up. Oh, okay. And now what I'm going to do is try and take them to a higher level with this stuff because we have this in the hierarchy. There's Bars Foundation 1, 2, and 3. And Ricky did Bars Foundation Level 1 with these kids. I'm going to do level two and level three, which is each of them is two days. Okay. And it's like, and you know, it's like what I'm going to do is address the kids' issues, what they want to have handled, because they look at life from a different place. They haven't yet become stupid and jaded, you know. They haven't decided they can't, and so they want to know what they can do, and they want to know how to do it. And it's like the one thing that's happened with all the kids, I teach them how to be aware of what they're aware of and how to take the answers out of other people's heads when they take tests and stuff so they can all go to A's and B's instead of C's and D's. And so that'll be one of the first things I take, talk to them about is, okay, one of the things I want to teach you is how to get all A's. Because if you can get a scholarship, you can go anywhere. So if you want to get A's and B's, you're willing to get you know, all, all A's, let me show you how to do this. I can teach you how to do this. Are you willing to do it? That's sure. a hell of a pitch to parents, right? That's yeah. what help me. How did you, how did you, how did you, I guess, well, I was just curious, is yeah. it, is it, the, is it, 
all the kids from this elementary school that have the opportunity to, to come so, to this? So how'd you choose this so, place um, in Austin? I guess. So almost two years ago, you know, we decided to start an after-school program here. So we went all around the school district and we, we looked in the schools and see which was going to be the best fit. And we found an incredible woman, you know, Miss um, Mills, the principal here, who's really opened her doors for us. And so we started the first year. We started here with 50 kids, um, 25 kids, and then we expanded to we expanded another school the next year to Pecan uh, Springs, where Miss Gina is the head of over there. And uh, so now we're working with almost 100 kids. And what we did is, you know. The way this started, we weren't planning to do a summer program, and so we went around and we, we called the parents and we got as many kids that, that are part of the program, which is called Ricky's Kids, to come and be a part of this. And so we have 30 kids coming. So. Um, the other thing, uh, just the other thing I wanted to clear up, what was the name of the funding company that pulled out the money? He's They're, never told me, and <laughs> I wouldn't, and I told him if he did, I was going to spread it all over the universe. They're assholes. <laughs> yeah, is, is it something that you're not comfortable sharing? I wasn't comfortable until <laughs> until I was with you. Uh, the name of the company is called Fairlawn Capital. Fairlawn Capital. Yeah. Okay. And then my last question, I guess, and it, it doesn't. It was just it popped it, it popped into my head when you started talking about that body awareness board. Yeah. But I did. This is this is this is good. Getting a little getting a little bit more onto the topic of the of the National Football League. I, I did a study for my article last week about the about the career of the NFL running back and the actual amount of G-force that is delivered yeah. <laughs> every time you touch a football yeah. uh, in the league. Um, it, 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 it's amazing. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of uh, just like a, a, like a hit from a, good, from a good defensive end or a good blitzing linebacker is like getting all padded up and standing right there and then just falling off on the ground. And I, I, got, I, I got to thinking, do you think it's more like for a running back in this class? Did you get to think about it all? Whether it's whether the the wear and tear that occurs because of the position is it is it the age or is it like the carries and the amount of use? Well, I think it's 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 dependent on the individual. I think it's you know I think it's based on their point of view. Can I can I answer this a little bit? Okay, yeah. when you have a trauma. When you, you get a hit on your body, mm -hmm. the cell sticks in that memory. It doesn't know how to go back to its original memory. So one of the things we teach is a thing called cellular memory that you can do so that when you get hit, you put your hand on there, you do cellular memory on it, and it changes the polarity of that so it goes back to its correct memory. So it's like with all of this stuff that happens to these football players and these athletes, like literally you can undo so much of what happens to them in so short a time because you return the body back to its natural state, which is a sense of peace. Now it's like I've done this with animals and I've watched horses that were dead lame be unlame the next day as a result of working on them for less than an hour. So it's like literally this stuff could be undone and people use these body processes. I you know, I was encouraging Ricky to have, to get us in there and get us having the chance to work with some of these guys because I know we can undo these, these places where these injuries occur. I've, you know, it's like they were talking about some guy on TV the other day who mislocated his shoulder. It's like we had a lady who fell over a suitcase, dislocated her shoulder, and broke 
with her she, wrist or elbow, yeah, I can't remember she, what it was. She broke her, I think she broke either radius or ulna, and also dislocated the wrist and her shoulder. And she was from Mexico. From, from she Mexico. was from Mexico, yeah. And, and so we did this work for about 45 minutes on her. And she, we and they were told to her at her. the hospital that they were going to, she was going to have to do pens and do all this other stuff. Yeah, and that's what they told her here at the hospital in the U.S. Well, she was scheduled to go back to Mexico the next day. And they said, no, you need this surgery now. And she went, mm, no, I'm going to have these guys work on me. And we're like, are you sure? <laughs> like, really? She's all, no, this is what I need to do. I'm like, okay. So we worked on her. She goes back to Mexico, not that, so she traveled the next day, said it was in pain, but it was okay. She goes to the hospital the next day to her surgeon that she knew personally. And the guy says, after looking at the x-rays, he goes, my God, what happened? It looks like somebody already said this. He's all, I'll put it in a cast so the healing can occur, but all the bones are in the right place. Your blood flow is completely normal. The inflammation isn't nearly what I would expect. It looks like it's practically healed and it's, all the bones are in the right place. And she was like, I know what happened. You know, but this is the thing that because we what see we undo on is a daily the trauma basis. that happens in somebody's body. And you know, it's like you undo the trauma and then the, the bones will try to go back in on their own. It's like they, they don't want to be in that position. They don't like it. No. And so it's like literally some of the stuff that the things that we've done with people's bodies just blow me away. I mean, it's like I did a seven-day course one time, and there was a 74-year-old woman in there, and she had played basketball. She was five, she was shorter than you. She was like five, you know, five feet, maybe four, eight. And she, like, she had played basketball when she was 19. And she hadn't played basketball, and we did some work with her. And she, she hit, I think it was 17 or 18 straight shots. She laid them in, one after the other. She right. had played for nine, you know, yeah. for free throw after free throw after yeah. free throw, and they all went in and was like, what? Yeah. Seventy-some-year-old woman. Seventy-four-year-old woman hadn't played in years, and she like and a twelve-year-old girl got <laughs> went up against a twenty-year-old guy and a forty-year-old guy, and they beat him by forty points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, cool. It's like. But these are things not that we set out to do, but things that ha occur that give us information about what's really possible. Amazing. Yeah. So well, there's there's amazing gifts, and I would love to see, you know, it's like if Ricky could take this in to some of these guys, and these head injuries that these guys suffer from that creates this early Alzheimer's and stuff, I think we can do that too, which would be just awesome. Because that Recently you had really some comments thing. about yeah, I was head on trauma. A, yeah, I was on a... And this makes sense now that I'm hearing this. Although well, highly, highly questionable. Right. With, uh, with Dan Lothar and we were talking about the whole confession issue. And you think you commented a little bit contrary to what most people have been saying because, about I the mean, trauma. Again, what people say is, you know, they say, okay, we've done, we've done x-rays, or we've looked at these brains, and 100% of football players have some kind of disability in their brain. And I was like, that doesn't work. That doesn't work for me. And what I've seen, so when I retired in, when I retired in 2000, before, I couldn't lift my shoulders past here. And so I just started saying, okay, well, this sucks. I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. And so when I went into the question of, okay, what else is possible, things started to come into my, into my awareness and into my life that allowed me to start to undo a lot of this trauma that I found. And the, and the more I've been aware of what's possible, it's allowed more and more and more to show up. And when these body processes showed up, it was like the things that I'd been spending 
tons of money and hours on receiving body work, I was able to change like like this. And so, you know, now I'm really curious if okay, what else is possible? As as we allow more to be possible, it allows more to show up for us. Fascinating. I think, uh, you guys, I really appreciate your time. I know that I know that everybody's on a, on a strict deal. I think I, hey, I think we, we got. We would I like to get it. this out in the world because you know it's like our point of view is you know like people shouldn't suffer. That's like I I watched Dane work on a lady and she was going supposed to go in for a hip operation three days later or something. She got off the table with no pain and able to walk. But she went in and had the surgery anyway because she didn't want to disappoint the doctor. Yeah, she literally hopped down the stairs, whereas before it took her 20 minutes to get up the stairs. And yeah. she hopped down the stairs. I was like, oh, bye, see you later. And I'm like, because when she laid down, her hip like literally was about four inches higher on one side, the muscles and whatever was going on. And yeah, by the time up. she got off the table, it was perfectly Ooh. flat. And I used to be a chiropractor. I mean, I still am, theoretically. But it's like the, the stuff that this changes, I mean, it, it changes things so much more dynamically than I ever could I as a chiropractor. I personally was pigeon-toed my whole life. And I had this lady working on me that was the craziest lady in the class because nobody else would let him work on her. And I got, I, you know, I got on the table like this. I got off the table, and this is the way my feet go now. What the hell did that happen? I mean, what time, Hour and a half Have y'all gotten much response from the traditional medical world or the Western yes, medical they say world that, on these type of methods? Yes. Oh, the uh, the person who read the x-rays must have been wrong. Oh, the x-rays, you know, the person didn't get the x-rays right. Oh, they didn't take a good x-ray. No, this is impossible. That's what we hear a lot. That's what we hear a lot. I had a lady who came with, uh, who had uterine fibroids that were, and she came and she had done sort of a series of access classes and she did a session with me. And she went and she had gotten the ultrasound prior to, prior to leaving on that particular trip. She goes back three weeks later and she says, yeah, will you check because they wanted to do the surgery. And she said, well, I'd like you to do another ultrasound first. They're like, sure, we'll do it to pinpoint exactly where they are. And the ultrasound tech is looking, he's got the other one over here, the old one, and so he can track where it is. And he's gone all around her entire abdomen you know, far away from where the uterus should be, you know, trying to track these things. And he's like, they're gone. Somebody must have done a faulty ultrasound. No, but that's always the way it's a faulty ultrasound rather than a change. And, you're con and it continues it to can, be story it, after it, story. It like it's like, that. you know, after, you can't 40, after yeah. 40 times, 50 times, 60 yeah. times, 100 times of it happening, it's like, you know what? There's got to be something here. This is where we live. Yeah. This yeah. is where we Is there a facilitator here in Austin if I want to learn oh, yeah. more about this? There's a oh, yeah. wonderful lady here. Her name is Marilyn Bradford. She'll be here this weekend. And she does a thing called Right Recovery for You. And she's she's a psychologist and she's worked in the addiction field for years. And she's she got a guy after eight sessions, about an hour each, she got this guy who had a he had about a thirty two thousand dollar a month cocaine habit. She got him Jeez. off of it. It's more than an eight hours. He must have, had a, <laughs> must have had a good job. Exactly. Yeah, well, he was going into debt rather significantly. But it's like Why? literally, I used to be she was yeah. she <laughs> was off of it in eight hours. You know, eight eight sessions. Literally eight sessions. He was over it. Yeah, and um, didn't have any desire or need to do it anymore. And you know, it's like I mean, she's had some amazing successes with people that have had addictions too. So it's like I mean, all of these areas. You know, it's like when you go from the question, okay, so what's creating this? What choice did you make? How did you choose this? What, you know, what, 
because if you realize you chose it, you can unchoose it. You know? But the problem is most of us have this point of view that once we've chosen something, we have to prove we were right for choosing it, so we stay with it whatever we want or not. It's called marriage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and children are the one sexually transmitted disease you can't get rid of. Oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go back through this and just give me steal it. Steal it. Steal it. Steal it. Steal it. Steal it. I got it. All right. So as far as where we can go to send folks for the, um, can I get the information from Justine? Uh, yeah. Like where the where the foundation website, where it's going to be streamed, if people are interested in doing all this stuff, right. be able to link. And also the access consciousness website, because I yeah. think this is that's the gift that the okay. kids are. The kids are willing to choose, and I think when adults see kids choosing, I think that's the gift that kids are. Yeah. And and what is the access consciousness uh, web? You it's accessconsciousness.com. Okay, pretty easy, right? Yeah, but nobody knows how to spell Except for consciousness. consciousness, it's really easy. C O N S C I O U S N E S S. Thank God for spell check. Yeah, we figured if you're aware enough to spell consciousness, you can. You're okay to have on the website. Yeah. Do you live in Austin at all, or spending much time here these days? I'm in Fort Lauderdale right now, but I'm like actually looking, looking at houses yesterday in Austin. Cool, man. We'd love to have you back. Yeah. <laughs>